Hello podcaster, it's Charlie here from the Business of Podcasting and in today's episode I'm joined by Jared Krauss of the Buying Online Businesses podcast. Now I've literally just come off this interview and there is so much gold sitting within this episode. The episode is specifically on how to plan, prepare and execute a high quality podcast interview because time and time again I see podcasters making the same mistakes which just jeopardize the quality of their content. Content. And honestly, I think if they listen to this episode and implement the strategies and tactics within it, they're going to be able to create dramatically better content. And great content is the absolute core of a great podcast. It doesn't matter how good you are at promotion or how good you are at email marketing if the content itself you create is not at the highest standard. So I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. I think there's a lot of value sitting within this episode. Before we get into the interview, please make sure you do head over to Velamedia slash resources and have a look at some of the guides and resources on that page. One of which is how to actually create a much better podcast intro so that you're actually building some desire for people to listen to the episode itself. You may have noticed I've done this within the intro I'm doing now. So without further ado, let's head into the episode with Jared. I know you're going to enjoy this one and please make sure to subscribe and like the show. Welcome to the podcast, Jared. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for having me back again. Yeah, second time on the show. So, And someone I like having on here uh, regularly because I, you're someone that I've seen really take like a duck to water, like a hand to glove uh, with podcasting. Uh, and going back ages ago, before you'd even started a podcast, I just had a feeling this was going to be something uh, you were good at. And it's uh, the prophecy has fulfilled itself. Or maybe it's just the reinforcement of me keep saying it, that it's making it true. Um, but nonetheless, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Now, uh, for the listeners uh, who haven't seen uh, Jared on this show before, please go back and check out his previous uh, episode. There's just a tremendous journey of like going from zero to 22,000 downloads uh, in the first 12 months, which is an amazing achievement. A lot of podcasters uh, would like that. Now, Jared and me, Jared is actually one of the clients of Valamedia. We've been working with him on his podcast. And every now and again, we'll have a conversation and I, I write it down and I go, I, we, we have to come on the podcast to talk about this um, because this is just something where it's like it's come up time and time again. So today, what we're actually going to be talking about on this episode is how to plan, prepare and execute a high quality podcast interview, which is something I think you do tremendously well. But before we get into that, Jared, just for context for people that maybe haven't heard you before, um, just a little bit about your podcast and also your business. Cool. Thanks, Charlie. I'm very excited to talk about this. Uh, as you know, I love podcasting so much. A um, little bit about me uh, from buyingonlinebusinesses.com. Uh, my podcast is the same, Buying Online Businesses. Uh, and yeah, it, basically what I do is I teach people how to buy website businesses, uh, people that are looking to earn an income online um, so they can have a better lifestyle and spend more time with the people they actually love and doing the things that they love. Uh, so basically I teach people how to go from zero to hero if they know nothing about the online business space to owning a already profiting website. Um, yeah. 
Uh, sensational stuff. And if, as I said again, if you haven't listened to that first episode, you can hear much more into that. Today, we want to get very topical and go deep. And I'm going to start this uh, in a way that you perhaps didn't expect, Jared, because I suspect you feel the same way about this as me. Um, what drives you nuts about when you listen to someone else's podcast in an interview? What's the mistake they make that annoys you the most? Talking about just things that aren't important, just unimportant weather, where you're from, like uh, family stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's good to build a relationship with that person throughout the podcast, but stuff that's not in, important for the listeners, keep it off air because you can still build a relationship with them off air. And I just think that that's what my pet peeve is, is like talking or just going off on tangents and forgetting where you're at and, and it's non-valuable. You know, I know that I'm very, very conservative with how I spend my time consuming media to a point where if my, my partner wants to watch a movie, it has to be something <laughs> that I'm going to enjoy or don't feel like I've just wasted an hour and a half to two hours. And it's the same with even like a five-minute video and a podcast. So I think it's just being considerate for podcast hosts, being considerate to your audience. And that's what frustrates me the most. How interesting. Now, I opened this up specifically because I really want to open up the context of people understanding from someone else's perspective. And like those two points are absolutely spot on. And I still see so many podcasters uh, doing that. And I feel like if they just fix those two things straight out the bat, they would be able to greatly improve their podcast content. So I don't know how many minutes we're into the, this episode, but if you just do that as a podcaster, you are very likely to improve your show. Now, I want to add one more in here, um, and this is my third one. And um, I feel like something that really drives me nuts is when people skip over the question they should have asked to talk about something else. So it's like a, a guest will come on a podcast and it's like, oh, actually, I made a million dollars in my spare time. And then there's, oh, but actually, next question. It's like, but <laughs> I want to know about that. <laughs> so it's I find it very interesting that sometimes a host will get obsessed with running a rigid format um, or just asking the questions that they want to go into and like run through it rather than focusing on asking a great question and creating a great piece of context, uh, sorry, content and going deeper into it. Yeah. I love that. And sometimes it's important to understand that by somebody saying, Hey, I made a million dollars in the last three hours by, you know, typing these three letters into Google or something stupid like that. Um, if you're on a podcast such as this one, you're not teaching people or educating people on how to do that. You're educating people about podcasting. So I understand why it's not important to the listener to continue on with something that was just mentioned. I, I think it's keeping piece. it very topical. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And cutting the fat, like you said before, is just like if, you, if that's all you do, it's, it's that 80-20 rule really. Absolutely. And I think that's where we'll dive into this deeper. So I, I want to kind of break this down and we'll go back and forth on some of these. But when it comes to like planning out a podcast interview, so even picking the guest or even the topic, how do you approach this with your show? Uh, the main thing that I focus on is looking for people that are in market. So there's a lot of people that I look up to 
and they might be doing things, for example, that I think are great in our space, but not trying to achieve or aren't going to be able to help those people that are listening to my podcast. I'll give you an example. There's a, uh, a person who is the CEO of a company that helps people list or find great products to sell on Amazon for people who are starting a website business. Now, I don't teach people to start a website business but I'd love to have him come on the show, but it's not relevant because what he, what he teaches or his software helps people start. So it's just not a right fit for my listeners. So I think finding people that are in market and can actually add value to the listeners is the most important. And it's, 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 I have to just take away like my needs and desires for speaking to those people because it's not about me on the podcast. It really is about the listener. And that's how I really ensure that I choose to speak to the right people. Same with people that come and ask to jump on the show. Uh, They, you know, some people come from a very different background. I remember one guy from LinkedIn came and said, I've made, you know, 35 million selling my last business. Um, and I do some digital marketing stuff, but selling a $35 million business is not what my audience, it's not where they're at. So it wasn't the right thing to, to speak to him, even though he was like some God-like person <laughs> or personality. We're not discounting their success either or yes. criticizing what they've done. It's like, that's fantastic if they've done something amazing. But I, I think this whole idea of like relevancy or in market to what is helping your audience is just so pure here. And, mm. and I have to tell this little funny story um, quickly, which is the idea that when I first started my podcast, my perception of like what would make good content is to follow what I'm interested in and share that with my audience. Like, my audience was somehow interested in me and whatever I found interested, inter- well, I was interested in would be interested or interesting to them. Bit of a tongue mm. twister. And oh boy, was I wrong. Like so, so wrong. Uh, I didn't realise how much of a disconnect there was between the two. And when I got really focused on what are the topics that my audience wants to hear, what are they hungry for, what's going to help them, what's going to solve problems, what's going to improve their life, um, the filter for who would be a good guest completely changed and also the quality of the content. Yeah, yeah. And there's, I mean, it depends on how big you get as a podcaster. Like you you just start to get more and more people wanting to just jump on the show. And I've made this mistake myself, Charlie, unfortunately, <laughs> is that I try to pitch myself to jump on other people's shows and I just look back now, I'm like, I made myself look so silly because there was not much relevance there. I just wanted to get my name out there. And you're, even those people that are pitching to get on other shows that aren't incredibly relevant to your own show just to get exposure for yourself to your show, you're, you're wasting your time and you're wasting the uh, person that you're pitching to's time or team's time. And automatically what happens is you're, and you may not, this may not register with you, which it didn't for me, is like I'm sabotaging creating a good relationship off the bat. And I, I, I'm a bit upset that I did that, but I've learned now and, and, and hopefully people can learn from my mistakes. <laughs> I, I appreciate the transparency because it, this is actually something I've had to deal with as well is, mm. is much the same. It's like not thinking through the second order consequence uh, with that happening. And there's, there's two that catch me out time and time again. Um, and I've become much better at this, is sometimes uh, someone who has been on the show um, will recommend someone 
and they're not a fit and mm. being and shutting down that after someone's just given you an introduction is like it's so difficult on the relationship side um, to explain why it might not be a fit. But I know if I don't do it, then it's going to result in a poor quality episode to my audience. So that is one I really struggle with at times is when that recommendation comes in. And this, I had the same thing literally a month ago. Somebody was on my show, recommended me to somebody else come on my show. And I didn't know the person that they'd recommended at all. It wasn't a fit. But I think it's important to let both parties know why it may not be the best thing for everybody in the, in the situation because, like, you don't want to ruin that relationship of that person that's been on your show and you just build a good relationship with them. You've helped them grow their audience. They've helped you grow your audience um, and they were a great guest. You don't want to tarnish that or what could be a good relationship years to come from the intro that they did do. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Being fair, I think is important. So I'll ask you this as well then. Have you ever uh, worked in reverse when finding guests? And I'll explain with an example. Sometimes I look for the guest and then I look for the topic. So sometimes I might find someone who has a podcast and then look for a narrative within why they would come on the show. But on the reverse, I found myself almost going, okay, well, actually, this is a topic. Who's the right guest to fill this spot? And I wonder if you've ever approached it from that way. I've approached it from that way like 50-50. Like I've looked at guests, I feel, I've looked at guests maybe 50% of the time and looked at topic 50% of the time. I try to keep it it's spread out quite well on my podcast with like it might be SEO or, um, you know, paid ads or, you know, traffic and uh, structuring deals and then negotiating or, you know, having different. So I would look at a website broker's position and then I'd look at a buyer's position which is like when I'd get a client on my show and then I'd look at SEO and then I'd look at paid traffic and I would just get try and get the best person I could from each of those topics on the show to ensure that if it's, you know, the show's not just like about teaching people how to buy online business, but majority of it's of the stuff is SEO and people may confuse that I'm covering mostly SEO and it's not about buying websites. So I make sure, I think that's a good point that you mentioned, Charlie, is just having topic because like you could just keep getting great guests that talk about the same stuff. It's a very real concern and I'll put it into context, context, sorry, with my own show is that um, there's three things I really like to cover on this podcast. So one is like how to grow a podcast. Two is how to make great content. And then three is the monetization element or how to take people from your podcast into your business. Now, time and time again, the temptation is there just to make episodes on like how to grow your podcast. Mm. Um, and I realized that if I just deliver that type of episode, that we're missing how to help my audience the best in all three. And I actually get very intentional about, okay, we've just done an episode on growth. Let's do one on content. And if it's not on content, then it's on the monetization or uh, last piece and then filling that in. And I've just found that's a great way to kind of balance the conversation and really help people, uh, or I suppose, present the topic in a way that's going to help my audience the most. And it sounds like you actually do something similar, which we've never actually discussed. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? We haven't talked about that. Okay, so really interesting from there. So we're kind of in that planning stage, thinking the same uh, about that as well, which I think is a lot of really valuable points from there. So let's pretend and we'll go to this next step now. We've uh, 
picked or found our guest. So we've got this guest lined up and then we go, right, what do you do next? So once you've picked or come into contact with this person, how do you think about what to do next, whether it's researching them or booking them in? What what do you think about here? The first thing that I do is I put myself in my audience's shoes and then that's a really important step uh, because then I go and do the research from their position and what they're trying to extract from that guest in where they're at on their journey to to buying a website or whatever they're trying to do with whoever's listening to this podcast and their podcast. So I try to I try to put myself in their shoes and then I'll go to their website. For example, the last podcast I, I did was uh, with a lender of helping people get finance for buying a website. So I just put myself in the shoes of a buyer and just looked at their website, learned as much as I could about them. I also did listen to an episode, a podcast they had already been on to make sure that I could ask questions that didn't get answered so well or didn't get asked and answered at all in that podcast that he was already on. Oh, that was I, so, sorry, I got to interject. That is such a gold nugget. Of li- I, I love that point and I'm so sorry. Sh- this is one of the things you shouldn't do as a podcast host, by the way, is cut your guests off. But I just really want to emphasize that, like listening to other episodes and seeing where the topic hasn't been covered well so you can do better, I think is incredibly valuable. But anyway, continue on, Jared. Sorry for that. That's totally cool. Uh, and so I would make sure that I would ask those questions so they could get covered entirely in the good light for the audience that is actually listening. So basically this, I took the questions that I asked, took the listener on a journey of not knowing that I could get finance for buying a website all the way to the point of like, I know everything that I need to know to get finance for a site. If I'm eligible, I'll contact this person straight away and it's going to help them get finance for buying a website. So I just took them on the journey of like, I know nothing. It was basically like one course in a podcast episode for them. So I just I just started off very, very slow with the easy questions and then it multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. Like somebody, you know, in my, my course anyway, my membership portal, people go through the first lesson. They're so simple and they just breeze through them and then it gets harder and harder and harder and they learn more powerful things along the journey. And that's what's what I try to do in my podcast episode. But to answer your question is, yes, I go to their go to their website, I check out their media, I check out you know other things that they've posted. I just look at as much things that they have out there, whether they've got a podcast or themselves or a, a book um, or they've been featured in you know different magazines or different websites and I make sure I, I try and extract some information that I can use to sell the listeners how powerful this guest is to ensure that they listen to it and then also cover the topics, like cover the topics that they want to understand throughout the episode as well. So, so there's a lot, there was a lot there. <laughs> I, I want to break this down a little bit um, to go through there is like, I, I think in general, most people can understand the idea that if you're going to bring a guest on, like you should Google them, you should look them up on Facebook, Twitter, all the social networks and Google and dive through their general information. I think mm. tick box, that's, that's Captain Obvious. Uh, the second one, though, I thought is quite interesting and one I favour myself is, is looking for podcast interviews to see and get a feel of what they're going to be like as a guest on your show. And I love that idea of like what didn't they answer well or could have gone deeper on 
And it is likely if you're bringing someone on that is a guest that they've probably done other interviews or done videos or something where you can uh, find that information. Not for everyone, obviously, but I, I feel like that's a really good one to look at as well. But you said something there that I'm quite curious about in the idea of like, you look to take someone on a journey or like, you know, I know nothing about this to I'm I'm competent or have an understanding of it in some way. Do you look for a specific outcome to achieve per episode or a specific, like by the end of this episode, I want someone to be, have more knowledge in X. Um, yes, I do. Uh, and not every, I guess I should say yes, every single episode. Um, but sometimes each episode is just for them to get exposure to the possibility of doing it as well. For example, if somebody has a website and they're doing digital marketing and that's all they're doing for their website, then I try to cover SEO topics so they can, not so they like, all right, cool, I understand it. I'm going to go away and do this now, but just so that they know that that's a possibility of a, a different monetization strategy or traffic. Um, diversification strategy as well. So not every single episode is for every single person listening to the show because I think that would be just too hard. Uh, I do want to mention one thing that I do do in structuring the show with the questions that I ask and the things that I don't ask are very important as well or if not more important than the questions that I do ask. The questions that I don't ask is about their hero's journey story because a lot of the podcasts that I listen to this is myself personally, and I feel that this is my audience too, is that they they cover like half the episode on their story and their journey. And I feel that a, a lot of people may just drop off before they get to the good, chunky, meaty bit of the episode where they get to learn. And so I, I make it a habit of not going, oh, you know, how'd you start out? You know, where, like all of that stuff that I don't feel as important, I take away their credentials and all the things that they've achieved and put that in the start of their podcast episode. And I make sure I mention it to build their authority. And then that, instead of having to take them through the uh, hero's journey story, the trust is already there and it can be done in 30 seconds. Isn't that interesting? So this, this is one of the reasons I actually record a separate intro is to avoid that as well. And it's not that I don't like the stories or the hero's journey, but I just feel like much to your point is that if you're going to do a 30-minute podcast and that whole backstory takes up 10 minutes, you've like lost a third of your show um, in the story, unless the story is super powerful as a learning. Um, you've lost a large component of your show in what could have been value-packed content or covering the topic that would help the audience the most. So I think that's a really important thing to point out about how much backstory you go into and how much of an intro you let them do on the show versus what you may do in the introduction of the episode itself. So it's quite an interesting idea and not talking about that intentionally. Mm. And I know that I go, you go on a lot of podcasts, Charlie. I go on a lot of pod podcasts and it's the same, the start of the podcast is the exact same thing every single one every single episode that I go on to. So if somebody finds me, say, for example, through your podcast just now and they go away and listen to me on a podcast from somebody else, uh, they're going to find what my hero's journey story is and they're going to do that on most of the podcasts, except for this one because you didn't ask it, which is great. Um, uh, you, you see what I did there? I intentionally uh, kept it out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they can find out my hero's journey story if they want to anyway it, on my website or anywhere else i just the guests it's just so the same this the story i mean you've told your story so many times i've told my story so many times 
I just don't think it's as important as the beefy part of the episode of what people really come for. I want to bring something in here. So this, this is such an interesting idea. Um, much to what you said, I think I've guested on more than 200 podcasts with ease. Like mm. I've done a lot of podcasts. And interestingly, I always think about after it of like, you know, what I could have done better to be better on that show. And one of the things I, I've noted a lot is that if I tell a really big story that we don't get to the meat. Like I've really noticed that the bigger the story is, the probably we could go in different directions than perhaps the intention. But there was one thing that really changed my own process was I'd finished an interview and I'd gone, oh, I wish they asked me about this. Like this is actually like the awesome thing that's working right now in podcasting. Mm. Like we should have spoken about this on the podcast, but there never was an opportunity created. So one of the things I've actually changed is when I book people in on my show is I actually ask them if there's anything they think is the most valuable for the audience that they haven't shared before. Or is there anything unique you're doing at the moment so that I can get ideas from the guests themselves about kind of forming that narrative? And even today, you'll notice that I did that with you. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love any- that you did as well. It's so good. It's so good because, yeah, you, I get to go, this is so important. Like this is what people should know. And if somebody else is an authority in something, a different part of, say, growing or monetizing a podcast or whatever it is. And if they don't get to share that, then you may have just missed out on some absolute gold in your show. Agreed. So I want to, I want to yeah. recap this component because there's, <laughs> there's a lot in this section of prepare is, uh, I think from here is like general internet research, like do your loops, look into this guest and ideally find videos or podcasts they've been in uh, to consume from here. So I like that a lot. Form an outcome or a narrative that you want to achieve by having this guest on. I think is a really important one here is like, you know, how and from the perspective of our audience is what we said there, Jared, which I think is really cool. And then in the next part is uh, the last little bit I added in there is um, intentionally not asking the hero's journey or not asking things you want to keep off the show. And then also asking the guest if they've got anything that you may not find within ease to cover that might be the winning thing for them. So asking your guest is a huge one. Mm. All right. So I want to go to the next bit now. Let's pretend we've, gone through this whole thing and you've got your interview booked in and you've got your guest, like, how do you think about actually like, you know, before you record, like just before you're about to have the conversation and then actually having the conversation, is there any specific things you put in place to improve your interviews? Yeah, I, it's kind of like a, I'm a, I'm a plumber, right? And I used to go do whole toolbox talks every day before, um, the guys jump went on site. So I kind of do a mini toolbox talk. It's just a, a, a brief of what the podcast is going to be like. Um, there's a few things that I mention as I say, first and foremost, uh, is there anything that you do want to cover or don't want to cover in the show? Sometimes people don't want to talk about finances and where they're at financially or how much money they have in the bank and stuff like that, which is totally fine and understandable. Uh, and then I talk about why the like i talk about the how the podcast is going to go it's going to go for 20 to 40 minutes if it goes a bit longer that's okay we'll split it into two and then i'll let them know that hey this is just totally conversational it's just going to be you and me having a chat um i'm going to run it i'll just ask you some questions and then things that i find are fascinating i'll just dig into them a bit further like is which is what you're doing uh and if it's if it's not so important then i'll just keep going with more questions and um yeah, we'll just end up 
going for how long we go for. Ideally, probably not over the 40 minutes. Um, yeah, if there's anything you you, you want to add, let me know. And that's basically it. I just It's just a quick wrap-up. I think the important thing to understand is why I tell them it's a conversational podcast because – and this is no, this is no pointing the blame at anybody. But sometimes oh, when come on now, let's point the blame. Let's let's do it. <laughs> sometimes when no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but sometimes when people get on podcasts, is they just become a microphone hog because it feels like all right, they've got me on, they want me on as a guest. I just need to just just dish out awesomeness the whole time. And it's hard for the guests to sometimes ask questions that are further into the subject, which is which is important. And um, you know, things that you go, whoa, whoa, hang on, stop there. Let's talk about that. That's actually important. Like you've just made like people may not have heard that. They may not have been conscious to what I said, but you were. So you pointed that out and you highlighted it. And that's that's a really important thing and a good thing that you do as a host for sure. Uh, so that's important. So the guest just doesn't talk too much and we can't dig into those important things that may not be conscious of what, uh, or the, the listener may not be conscious of what they actually heard there. And also that I'm not just getting people on my show to just talk, to make them an authority and maybe be nowhere. And this is something that I learned from you too, Charlie, is, is like, I need to be able to add value in the show. Otherwise, people aren't going to see me as valuable and they're not going to want to work with me. So I love to make it conversational. So I add value on top of what they do. And you do the same. It's like you break it down and you add more value in. And I think that's important for all podcast hosts to understand is that allow your podcast to be a tool for you to become an authoritative and others as well because then everybody else wins. Everybody wins in the, in the whole situation. Oh, I wish I could drop this microphone, but it's on a stand. Um, <laughs> it, it's fascinating, but like this is the area where I think the skill of being a podcast host is most shown. Um, it, it really, really is. And like there's so many things within what you said that um, hold, hold true. And I, I wanted to kind of share a little story here. What I found really interesting is that every podcast guest, when they go on a podcast, they want to be a good guest. Right, this is the whole thing. They want that. When I go on a show, like I, I don't rock up going, gotta do an average job today. <laughs> Maybe somewhere in the middle. No, yeah. It, so it's like when everyone gets on the show, it's their in, their intention is to be a a great guest. Was was the thing. The overwhelming obvious thing to me became, well, why aren't they all great guests? If everyone's getting on the show with the intention of being a great guest, what, what's the difference? Why am I getting some people that are awesome and then some people, microphone hogs or one word answers that just don't talk? And I'm like, what's going on here? Like, And then I realized I had this big epiphany moment, which was like, no one's setting the expectation. And the other podcasters out there are just winging it. Like, there's no rule book. So like, there's no standards. So this whole, like, we'll call it Jared's toolbox talk, <laughs> or our, our pre-flight uh, interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like to think of it as like the pre-flight. You know when you get on the plane and the um, people get in the aisles and they're giving you the information so you can enjoy the flight? That's what it really is uh, in my mind. But to really, really set the expectations and help the guest understand how to be a great guest is the objective. That's what I really, really look to create. Like, you know, the tactical stuff within that is like who the audience is, how long uh, we're going to record from, 
Um, and this is a really big one. You said that as well is that I, I really do like to dig into the answers people give and, and really highlight things that I know are going to be valuable to my audience. So I tell the guests that because otherwise they may not see that from the same light. And nothing can be more challenging than when you have this really long monologue and you have to go back to something that was valuable that was like four minutes ago. Yeah. And then you lose your loop of relevance. So I think it's really important as a podcast host to like, I'm not against telling stories if they're awesome, but creating an environment where we can pick things apart and go deeper into stuff will greatly improve um, the quality of the interviews. It also makes you a better guest on other shows as well. Like I'm halfway through my my rant or me just talking about the think questions that you asked for the answer. I'm pretty conscious of like I don't want to just just talk for 20 minutes now or talk for like five minutes and then you have to go back all the way when people have just gone through a whole sequence of little things they've learned. And the big thing that you mentioned just there, Charlie, was like letting people know who your audience actually is. I forgot to mention that in is um, I do include that in the toolbox talk, but that's a, that's a big one, right? Like making sure that your, your guest knows who, who to speak to. I once had someone on the, um, I, this is from a previous podcast, not this show. Okay. But I once had someone on who was like a, um, a wizard at marketing and like, they were absolutely awesome. But the big problem I had is the only person that would have ever understood that conversation is someone doing a lot of paid marketing. Somebody owning an SEO agency. Oh yeah. yeah the digital agencies are. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And that wasn't the audience of the podcast. So why I think it's so important to highlight what level your audience is at is so that the person on the show will go, okay, well, I'm not going to talk about CTRs and conversion rates and on-page optimization and load times. I'm going to talk about this from a level where uh, someone could understand it who's in your audience. Um, so really important point there. Um, I, I kind of want to touch on this as well is the idea of uh, when you, I suppose, come into the episode, you mentioned the idea of like not just making the guest shine making yourself shine or, or contributing value to the episode itself. Do you have anything you specific you do to do that within an interview? It's just exactly what you did just then is just give examples of like, and showing people that you, you know what you're talking about or you're at the same level, maybe not at the same level as your guests because they may be like been in SEO for like 10 years or digital marketing for 10 years. And you may not have been in, you know, in there for that long, but at least adding, I think the main point and the best way to answer your question, Charlie, is just add valuable examples or valuable stories on top of what they just mentioned. So you're not trying to one-up them, which people may big believe that's a thing. Yeah, it's a big, big mistake. mistake. But you you confirm instead. In not one-upping, but you confirm what they said with examples, stories, and or something else that you know that could be beneficial to the audience. I've been thinking about this a lot and I, those points definitely reign true, but I think something that gets hugely undervalued here is the questions you ask demonstrate this as well. The quality of the questions you're able to ask a guest on the topic you're interviewing them about position your understanding and expertise as well. Um, and even if you look at the way I've structured this podcast episode, it's very clear I'm, I understand podcasting, which you'd hope at this point, <laughs> um, but doing that within things as well. And I will highlight here that what I see commonly go wrong here is that people don't do enough research beforehand and then they ask very average, mediocre questions on the podcast interview 
And then it's like they're always coming from the perspective of like they're – I use the Batman and Robin scenario where it's like ideally you want two Batmans on a podcast. But if you're Robin, it's like, you know, I don't know many kids that had like Robin outfits. Like they were all wanting to be Batman and that's that's the position we kind of take here. Yeah. One more question just on here. Is there any big mistakes you see with actually like interviewing commonly besides the ones we've mentioned here? Hmm. Not obvious to me. Uh, I think if you go down a route that just takes away from what the podcast episode is about, then you can lose people. And it's just, that's just a big no-no. Like just keeping it on topic is, is, is critical really. Absolutely. Like, I, I would love to, yeah. I mean, I would love to go off into like some big long winded story, which would like really ingrain the lesson, but people just don't have time for that when they're listening to an episode and they can get lost along the way. If, if I could give one thing that I think is most interesting is that um, when people interview is like jumping between topics too much or misordering the content. So, for example, in this episode is like we've gone plan, prepare, then we're in an interview and we're talking about something next. But yeah. the whole point is like I feel in some episodes they cover the questions out of order. Like there is a logical narrative that would have worked or step by step and they're like, no, let's do step three, then back to step one, then step eight. So ordering is one I've, I see commonly. I've listened to podcasts like that before where they will talk about something and they, they'll ask a question and the podcast guests on the podcast, are, yeah, guests will give an answer and then the podcast host will go, oh, okay, we're already talking about that. Let's just stay on this topic. And they've just jumped 15 steps ahead and people can get confused. But Jared, that's how, what, do you, how do you pick your guests? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's actually fun making this episode because you can do the things within the context. Like this is a yeah. proof in the pudding style. But nonetheless, um, great point there again. I want to actually go into that on that narrative and that perfect segue from here, Jared, is that what do you think about after you finish hitting record? So you've finished recording the episode, you go bang, I've made this uh, piece of content with this guest and it's gone well. Is there anything you do after the recording is finished um, with the guest or that you think about here? The first thing that I do, if I thoroughly enjoyed the chat and the interview and I've done this basically 99.99% of the time, I say, honestly, I don't just thank you for coming on the podcast because it was great to chat to you, but like honestly, deep down, I really enjoyed connecting with you and chatting with you and that just helps the relationship become more you know solid more firm between us two uh and then i kind of just keep having a chat and learning a little bit more about them learning about what they're up to um and i just kind of chit chat at the end of it because we've done the business we've got that out of the way it's good to be a human being and i know that like later down the track you know if i really solidify that relationship in that moment that we've just, after we've just finished the podcast that, you know, they'll be able to lean on me in times of need and I might be able to lean on them in times of need. Like maybe I can get them back on as a guest or maybe they might ask me on because we've built not just a business relationship but a personal relationship and I really focus on that at the end of the podcast episode because uh, I think the best thing to come out of podcasting for me is relationships and the network. 
it's a huge upside of it. You can't deny that at all, that there's tremendous opportunity that comes if you do interviews in your podcast in building relationships on the back. It's a great way to start a relationship or mm. enhance one. Yeah. Really interesting point there. I, I'm, I'm much the same on this. If I ever do an interview with someone, I'm like, this was like nailed on it. The energy was good. The dynamic between us was good. The first thing I'm thinking about when it's done is like, we should do this again. And why I highlight this is that I think there's a lot of tremendous podcasts that just have a good guest on once. And that's like going to a great restaurant and then, oh, that was such a good meal. Won't eat here again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gone somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And there's such opportunity to cover things differently or um, different topics within a different narrative that could be, uh, and obviously this won't apply to all guests. Some guests will only have the one topic, but I think if you get a good energy and synergy, like making more than one episode is such a good opportunity to create great content as well. Yeah. And more con like, as you know, Charlie, I've had, uh, I've worked with uh, people that have been on my podcast that have done trainings in, in my own membership. Uh, and it's just been a win for them because, and, and for me, it's a win-win for us both just because we connected at the end of the podcast episode and we really enjoyed it and it was going to be a great great thing for them to get more exposure, possibly clients, and also for me to not have to be creating a big, massive piece of content when they already had it created anyway. So uh, just the opportunities that come off the back of, of building that relationship at the end is, is so valuable. I also add in things to answer your question like you m- mentioned before, Adding things like, uh, you know, I'll send, I'll send you all the all the stuff, you know, video, show note things, and if there's anything you want included, blah blah blah, all that sort of stuff, uh, which is which is important. I also let them know when it's probably going to be coming out because I have a backlog of episodes, and sometimes people like uh, a month later is like, "Where's our episode?" <laughs> and I I like to give them I like to set the expectation like you said in the toolbox talk before the start of the podcast episode at the end I like to set the expectation of when it's going to be released so they're not just like oh that was great podcast but this guy's just lousy at getting it out well it's not that it's because I've got a big long I got lots of podcast episodes in the bank which well, Jared when you know how I sp- spoke about the idea of like pre-flight checklist. Yes. Have you also noticed when you uh, when the plane lands, they also give you like a post flight checklist of like which door to exit at, where you can get your luggage, mm. um, and that's why I love this analogy because I think anyone who's flown, um, you know, not at the moment, obviously with all that's going on in the world, is it's the best example to kind of put into context here is that much the same. It's like setting the expectations and of what's going to come next when the episode is going to come out, as you mentioned. Um, where it's going to be posted and how it's going to be posted. I always like to offer my guests a backlink to whatever's going on uh, for them. Not all appreciate what a backlink is, but for those doing anything on the web, it's something that can really help them out as well. And that part of the experience is really, really important. And I think if you do this well, you massively increase your chances of your guest actually wanting to share your content as well, which is why this is so important because a lot of podcasters have this as a part of their strategy. They just do a shit job at actually executing it or setting expectations. That last piece that you said is like helping people, helping the guests get ready to share it. It's just like the next follow-on thing if you do it, if you actually do it and you do it well, it's just like they're going to expect the email and they're going to expect a, a 
for me anyway, a, a snippet, an image, and multiple links that they can share to however their audience listens to their episode. Uh, and it's just like it's kind of like seeding the sale of them doing the tasks that you'd so want to do more than anything because having that guest on your podcast isn't just good for your uh, your audience. It's great to build your audience of that, like cross pollinate from their audience as well. Absolutely, and I've even been thinking about this, and I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. But um, one of the things with a previous guest of the show is they've started enticing people to leave reviews on their podcast, and in exchange, they increase their ad spend on promoting it. So it's like, if you leave us a review, I'll spend extra money making sure your episode gets out there. I have dabbled with the idea. It's like, okay, if you play nice with promoting your episode, I'll drop an extra couple of hundred dollars on promoting it as well, which means you get more exposure from the whole experience. And like, I want my guests to want to share their content. I don't want to force it on them and say they must do it because I think that's wrong. Mm. Like the idea is to make something great that they want to share. But at the same time, I am certainly thinking about like, can I put some incentives in place? Can I do things to uh, inspire them to be more motivated and want to take part in this? Yeah, I like that idea. I have asked people to leave a review because it would get them more exposure if they just left a review. It didn't really work, so I just stopped asking. Uh, But something to always keep optimizing and playing with. How interesting. Well, Jared, Mm. we're going to wrap this one up, but I wanted to ask if there's any other points or things you feel we should be putting in consideration um, with planning, preparing, and executing a high-quality podcast interview. Uh, there's two things that I think we've already really covered in this episode, but just for people to remember is one, make sure you do the right thing by the audience by putting yourself in their shoes, giving them an amazing journey through the podcast episode and learning. And so they're going to love you and the guests. And the second thing is do the right thing by the guests as well. Like, like setting up the show, getting them ready giving them all the things they need to send it out and really building a great relationship with them. Because this, the podcast, people may see the podcast as like a way to make money uh, now. And they, like you said, that word, the second order consequences of the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth and so on order consequences of if you do these two things really well, the audience, if you have them in consideration and the guest, you're building two of the most important relationships I feel ever. And that is going to help you with second, third, fourth order consequences and not just your business and where you're at now, but things to come in the future as well. Couldn't agree more. We're going to absolutely, I don't even have anything more to add to that. I just think that is the perfect note to finish on. But I will say this, guys, it is well worth checking out Jared's podcast to go through one of his interviews, even if the topic isn't relevant for you, just to see how he does this. I think he's probably one of the best at constructing a high quality interview. So we'll make sure to put links in the description, but where's the best place for people to come and check out your podcast, Jared? Uh, Just go to my website, buyingonlinebusinesses.com forward slash podcast. Or if you go to any of the apps, preferably Apple, iOS, <laughs> the best one, uh, go to the Apple Apple podcast and, and just type in buying online businesses podcast. Awesome, guys. 
Well, that's it for this one. This has been another episode of the Business of Podcasting. Big thank you, Jared. And we'll make sure to include links in the show notes. Uh, Anywhere you're listening to this episode, you will be able to find a link to that as well. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much once again. Thank you, Charlie. 